Welcome to Afton Unplugged, a podcast by the Afton School District that highlights the people and stories that make the district great. I'm your host, Superintendent Travis Brock, and in the Afton School District, education is the most important thing we do. For joining us for another episode of the Afton Unplugged podcast, and today I'm joined by two students and a staff member at Rogers Middle School. They're going to talk a little bit about some unique interests they have, and you'll get to learn a little bit about them and also some of the things they're involved with outside of school. So, without further ado, let's go ahead and have them introduce themselves. Mr. McCarthy, you want to start? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my name is Dan McCarthy, and this is my third year at Rogers in the Afton School District. I teach eighth grade social studies and uh, beyond teaching, I'm also a student myself, which I kind of talk about sometimes. I'm uh, working on a degree at Lindenwood um, to open up potentially doors to admin down the road. And I'd say my biggest job at the moment is probably being a husband and dad. I have a five-year-old at home um, and a wife. So if you guys are listening, shout out to Leo and Stephanie. (laughs) All right, great. Uh, How about you? Tell us your first name, what grade you're in, and then maybe some other things you think people would enjoy hearing about you. Um, I'm Olivia. I'm in eighth grade. I'm in the web program and the drama department here. (laughs) Um, And I play roller derby outside of school. All right. How about you? Uh, I'm Maria. I'm in student council. I've played for the soccer team all three years, and then I'm also in web as well. All right. Well, thanks for those introductions. We're going to learn more about you. And for this particular episode, I'm going to let Mr. McCarthy co-host. So I'll turn it over to you. I know you know these young ladies uh, from here at Rogers, and I think you'll maybe have a little more insight in what they're into. Yeah, absolutely. So first and foremost, uh, they're amazing students. I'm pretty honored to have them in class. I enjoy it. Um, They definitely start my day off well. They're both in my first hour class. So um, I think just through conversation, uh, I I talk about sports a lot and I try to find out what students are doing outside of class. Not always sports related, but that seems to be a topic that comes up a lot. Uh, But just through conversation, I found out with these two that they are definitely involved in some activities that I feel like your typical middle school students just aren't a part of. Um, I've been to track meets, baseball games, football games, soccer matches, uh, tennis, cross country, sports that, again, I I love, they're awesome, but then talking to Olivia and Maria, um, I'm going to let them kind of tell their stories, but they both have unique activities that are definitely outside of the norm. So, um, Olivia, if you don't mind, we'll start with you. Uh, What is it that kind of uh, spurred this conversation? Um, Well, first I read a comic book called Roller Girl, and I was like obsessed with just the idea of playing roller derby, even though I didn't know how to roller skate. And then I just kind of talked to my mom about it, and she just like looked around and found some teens in the area. Yeah, so, and I I can't confirm, I had the opportunity to catch Olivia at a roller derby match recently, and so, yeah, she's very much a part of roller derby here in St. Louis. Um, And then, Maria, how about you? Um, I do trap shooting and skeet shooting, which is um, just clay target shooting with shotguns. I started when um, my grandpa would always go, and I'd go with him and just pull the targets for them. Um, but one day I was shooting around, and one of the, actually the coaches on my team was shooting on the field next to me, and he came over and asked if I'd be interested in joining his team. So that's kind of how I joined my team. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and now we'll probably circle back to it in a little bit, but you did mention trap and skeet shooting. And I'll be honest, I'm not much of an expert when it comes to it. Uh, I'm guessing some of the listeners at home might not be either. So if you could, or if maybe we can come back to it, but real brief, like difference between the two, are they pretty similar? Is it a different type of um, 
target that you're shooting at, or, or what's the difference between the two? Um, so they're both like clay targets that you shoot at. Um, they're both target sports. They just um, trap is more like forwards. It's you shoot with five people on a squad, and you just shoot at a target that's flying out in front of you. So, and then skeet, it's essentially the same thing. It's just like another format. So it's kind of just like a different sport. So it's like kind of like track where they have like just different types of runs in track. Um, skeet is just the targets fly out at different areas and they'll like go side by side. One of the stations, you like shoot them over your head. Um, and it's just like a different way that the targets fly out and different speeds and stuff. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and, and I know you, you both alluded to this a little bit, but uh, if you could, so you, Olivia, you mentioned it all started with a comic book. Yeah. So it started with a comic book. That's your interest. And then how has that interest grown? And, and when did you actually start uh, getting real serious about it? Um, well, I started whenever I was in third grade, but I didn't really know how to roller skate. So I was mostly learning the basics and kind of how to play in general. And then we had to stop during quarantine as like most sports had to. Um, and then after quarantine was whenever I really started getting into it more and like I really started um, like a, being obsessed with it, I guess, is how I would say it. Okay. Okay. Um, and then Maria, you said it started with your grandpa, correct? So yeah, it's kind of so, a family thing? Yeah. When I was around like eight or nine, I would always go with him, but he always said I was like too young to actually do it, which I don't really think is true. But Well, uh, just Maria, that's, how, <laughs> that's, that's kind of the responsibility of parents and grandparents, I think. It's like, yeah. yeah, we have to we have to be there a little bit. But yeah. no, it sounds like um, you weren't too young. Um, yeah. So I started probably when I was like 10 and that's I think around when quarantine started, when I was like 10 or 11. So during quarantine, um, since I wasn't in school as much, I had a lot more time on my hands and I went out with him a lot more and started shooting and we eventually got guns that fit me. And so after that, I was probably about a few months later, one of the coaches wanted me to join, but he wanted me to wait a little bit till I was in middle school and more mature. And then like two years later, I ended up joining the team. So. Okay. And also, man, I can't help but think just with both of you kind of alluding to quarantine, like how crazy that going to be 20 years from now, you'll be adults mm-hmm. and you'll be talking to people, you know, and describing the, the time about quarantine and it'll be hopefully something we don't have to revisit. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, but okay. So Olivia, going back with the roller derby, um, like I said, I got a chance to see it firsthand um, not too long ago, uh, but just if you could describe practice training, um, going into the competitions, like mm-hmm. what would be a typical day in the life of somebody doing roller derby? Well, so we practice every Sunday, which like it'll change like day and how much you practice depending on your team. But my practices go from 8.30 to 11 in the mornings. So <laughs> you see Maria's face, she's like crazed. 8.30, um, that's not that early, Maria. My practices <laughs> are way earlier. Oh, oh, oh. oh I got Okay, I see what you're saying. <laughs> um, but at games, we really try and um, build like more of a community rather than like being competitive as much, like off the track. So we'll like talk to, uh, to the other teams and stuff. Like we just played Nashville at our most recent game. Um, we lost, but <laughs> but um, it was still really fun. There are two different forms. So there's the Junior Roller Derby Association, and there are registered games and non-registered games. Both of them you're fully allowed to play. Registered games just um, change your ranking and if you travel more or less. Okay. And yeah, and that's something that I saw firsthand was the fact that it, it seemed to me that the team you played for Nashville was maybe just a little bit mm-hmm. more experienced, like they've been doing a little bit longer. Yeah. Uh, but I still, I noticed I couldn't count how many times um, 
some of the girls from the other team were reaching out saying, you know, good job and trying to be mm-hmm. encouraging, knowing that it seemed like in your team, you definitely, you also had some younger girls on your team, yeah, I think. Yeah, our team is 7 to 17. Okay. Theirs is mostly um, 15 to uh, 17, but it's all junior, so really up until 17, that's... Yeah, but I, I couldn't help it. You know, I kind of in my head envisioning a very physical sport, which it certainly was <laughs> physical. It definitely was, but um, just the camaraderie and just the, the sportsmanship between the two sides I thought was really cool. Um, and so, Maria, how about you? You've talked about it a little bit, but what would go into practice, um, competitions, training uh, with your shooting? Um, so we have a team. It makes out about 40 people, um, but we have about nine coaches, and we practice Saturdays and Tuesdays when it's, like, during season. And we have uh, we have different divisions, so it's based off not just your age, but kind of, like, how well you shoot. You'll shoot in higher or lower divisions. And uh, you're put in a squad of five during practice and competition. You It can't be more than five, but it can be less than five. You just have a harder chance of placing. So your squad can place, like, individually. So you're, the whole team won't, like, really place together. It's more or less just based off how your squad does and you are um, like the points tally up and whichever like squad in that division did best will the one get the trophy and then you could also place individually like by yourself in your division as well which I've only done like twice but um, yeah it's, it's a lot different than regular sports you don't really play against a team it's just like your team you shoot and you just wait for all the other team scores and squad scores to get in and then whichever squad is the highest they'll go from like they have the most whack like scoring system <laughs> like you they would be so surprised it's not just first second or third for your division they they have the it's this stupidest thing I've ever seen. Well, and you're going you're gonna to explain us through all the details, right? I can't. No. I don't even know how it works. <laughs> Fair enough. And actually, I was going to say, Olivia, if you want, um, you know, knowing the basics of roller derby, do you want to go through every single rule and all the all the terminology? So I don't even know. All <laughs> There's yeah. like a million penalties you can get, and you you get sent out after yeah, seven. I, well, no, I, and I noticed it seemed like it wasn't just you, but there were quite a few mm-hmm. girls on both teams that uh, they were getting sent off for penalties, and I just kind of saw this yeah. expression a lot with the hands in the air, like, I don't really know what I did, but they're I telling me to go. Yeah. yeah. Well, we, we were gonna, you didn't have to say that. We weren't going to tell you that. Okay. <laughs> uh, but no, it seems like both of you really enjoy it. So um, I'm sure there's a lot, and this might be a difficult question, but is there any specific story or memory that really stands out for you um, with your particular activity? You wanna go first? Um, I think it's just like the bonding with your team because not only like you shoot, but shooting, the shooting aspect only takes like an hour, maybe two hours out of your day. You're at competitions for like, I think the shortest competition I've ever been to is five hours long. So you're there all day and a lot of them are like pretty far away. So you just get a lot of bonding time with your team, waiting for scores, waiting for awards. Like awards can go to like 12 in the morning at nationals. So it's just a lot of time with your team. And I think it's just really fun to just be able to hang out with everyone and bond a lot more and make new friends throughout um, a sport. I think it's just really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, Olivia, how about you? I really feel a lot what you say. Like, I feel like I wouldn't be who I am right now or like as confident or whatever as I am right now if I didn't play roller derby. Because there is like a different kind of like friendship and bond that you make 
in such a contact sport. But also a funny story is that, um, <laughs> well, you asked for a story. Yeah, let's hear um, it. Well, at every game they do um, like awards and they aren't anything like crazy fun or anything. But the one that we did, I just got um, biggest or like best recovery after um, falling because it is on roller skates. <laughs> um, but it's, it's always just like so fun. Yeah, in fact, I think you, I even asked you about, so what does that even mean? And I think your answer was uh, something along the lines of, well, I, I fell a lot, and I think I got up really <laughs> quick compared to the other girls. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and, and one of the, just a curiosity question that I have, it seems like um, everybody has a nickname that mm-hmm. they do. So is that something else where it's kind of like a, almost like an alter ego when you're out, like, active or is it more of just you pick something kind of fun um i don't i don't even know if it's like really an alter ego thing but i don't i don't know how it started don't know how long it's been going but like mine for example is cherry bomb after the runaway song mm-hmm. okay maria any any cool nicknames or anything with shooting no, no alter egos or anything <laughs> i don't think so no. okay fair enough i just i didn't want you to feel left out with that one <laughs> um, so just out of curiosity because i think again what I don't know, what intrigued me was the fact that, again, I'm all about sports, but up until the other day, I'd never been to a roller derby event. Maria, you're going to need to keep me posted when you have your next shooting meet. Listen. If there's anything local, I'd love to go. Mm-hmm. I don't know about the long bus the, rides and the, travel. The closest one is Gateway, and that's not to, like, next spring. Okay. Well, hey. Unless you want to drive to, like, the Ozarks or Sparta, Illinois. Well, I guess, actually, Sparta's not too bad, but if we can find something local, I'd, I'd be all about hour it. And a half. Uh, but here, so a question mm-hmm. that I have, uh, just curious if you know, like if there's anyone listening or maybe um, other students your age, older, younger, that might be interested and they hear something that you said that says, you know what, I think maybe I want to try my hand at roller derby or, or shooting. Um, any advice you would give to someone who's just brand new and getting started? Like how would they go about trying to be a part of your sports? Um, you, you can go. Um, Join Team Menges, just by the way, just email me. I'll send you the thing. You should definitely join. But it, it's, it's really fun. Um, you can literally join with zero experience at all, and halfway through your first season, you'll be shooting like 16 out of 25, which in my eyes is bad. But for someone who's like just starting and has never like touched a shotgun in their life, it's, it's really good for them. And we have amazing coaches. They will absolutely get you to that point. Um, but you can join with absolutely zero experience and be shooting around like 60 out of 100 at every competition in your first year. Awesome. So. Olivia, how about with roller derby? Well, whenever I started, I didn't even know how to roller skate at all. Like, I had to hug the wall the whole time. So, like, you don't need any form of experience. And by the next, so we do summer sessions, so it starts the summer and then you go to the next one. By the next summer session, you'll be like, we do three levels, so basics is level one, and then positional, which is more like leaning, is level two, and then like the way that we were playing in our game, like hip checks and stuff like that, is level three. By the time that it's like the next summer session, a lot of people are already at level three, and we have coaches that play on all-star teams and will travel like every weekend um, for different competitions that will get you there, and that will be adamant about it. Yeah, that's awesome, and, and who knows, maybe you'll you'll spur a whole movement. Maybe we'll have a, a Rogers Middle School roller derby team or shooting team. I don't know, there might be some extra insurance costs. Dr. Brock, I'll, I'll, I'll let you figure out the logistics and all that. That's right. Um, yeah, how about, so is there anything that, that we didn't really ask or cover that you just want to mention about your sport, or just in general? It doesn't necessarily have to be about, um, you're, you're more than just you know, a shooter and a roller derby um, I don't know, what, what, a skater, I guess? <laughs> yeah. You were a jammer a couple times. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Nothing else to add? I mean, like other than shooting. Yeah, just anything. I don't know you, your chance. Open mic. Shout out any any friends or family you want to thank them. I know you mentioned your grandpa, but anyone else that. Yeah, um, shout out to my grandpa definitely. 
He's very, it's a very expensive sport to mm-hmm. say the least. Okay. Hmm. Shout out to my dad for buying my hundred dollar gear. Every okay. Month. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. I'm sure they're going to love to hear that. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Probably would love it more if I stopped shooting, yeah. but that's fine. <laughs> yeah, I don't know though. Cause I know we've had a couple conversations and you, you've mentioned Lindenwood where I went to school and they have a shooting team, or at least I know they did when I was there. I'm not sure. They still do. Yeah. Yeah. So Actually, you when, never know. One of the coaches on our team was also a coach at Lindenwood, and a lot of our team members have actually gone to shoot at Lindenwood. I think there was like two yeah. or three last year, mm-hmm. and then the year before that there was two, I think. But yeah. yeah, a lot of our shooters actually go on to shoot at Lindenwood. Yeah, so that would be awesome. Then, Olivia, I don't know if there's necessarily college roller derby teams, but I'm sure there's no, clubs, there I bet. I bet um, there's clubs that a lot of Yeah, well, almost every state, as far as I'm aware, a lot of them have roller derby teams, so that's something I look at whenever I look at colleges. Like, if there's a team nearby, because I don't really want to stop, like, anytime yeah, soon. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. All right, well, Mr. McCarthy, thanks for, um, you know, taking them yeah. through uh, through that interview. And I know, uh, like I said, you have them in class, so uh, so you get to hear about this uh, every day, right? This I, is I do, yeah. Uh, Olivia definitely came in excited at her meet over the weekend, and, um, yeah, that was fun. And then, yeah, Maria, in fact, I think... Uh, first time I actually knew about you shooting was all the way back in summer. Just kind of bumped into each other. At yeah, you walked up to well, me. Yeah, just like, that's, well, yeah, I'm not going to have that an opportunity funny. to embarrass a student and not yeah. take it. So, um, yeah, and you mentioned you you had a competition. So I know they're they're both um, they work hard in the classroom, and I can tell just by how they talk about their sports, they work hard there as well. And it um, seems like they're being pretty successful. They're definitely having some success. Yeah. Well, again, I appreciate uh, them joining us, and then also uh, appreciate you bringing this to my attention. I'm always on the lookout for a good story and also I think probably one of the interesting aspects which maybe made you uh, the perfect co-host for this episode I've been in education 26 years now I've had lots of colleagues lots of staff members and I don't know that I've known one that's involved competitively with what you're involved with outside of work so why don't you tell us a little bit about um, what you're involved with outside of work now I'm I'm getting laughed at by my my students I'm just saying great things about uh, yeah so for the last I guess it's been six years now um, I've been competing um, not anything super high level competitions but I've been competing uh, in bodybuilding uh, specifically in the physique division so unfortunately my legs just they're struggling to grow and oh. get quite big enough. So I'm, I, I do the shows where you're on stage in board shorts, but gotcha. um, yeah, so I've actually, I've had some success. Uh, I've earned my pro card uh, through the National Gym Association. That's one of the natural bodybuilding uh, organizations that uh, they do a lot about promoting bodybuilding in a healthy standpoint. Mm-hmm. I think there's definitely a stigma around it um, with some of the supplements, uh, many of which are illegal that are out and about that um, definitely might get you some short-term results, but there's lots of long-term health effects that aren't very good. So the NGA is just one of many natural organizations that they do a lot to promote the sport uh, from a healthy standpoint um, with strict drug testing and just educating their competitors about you know certain drugs that are out there to stay away from. So um, like I said, I've had some success now. Um, I think I've competed in five shows. I've actually won three of them. Uh, the first one winning my pro card. So that was pretty fun. Um, but yeah, it really just started with kind of my love and passion for working out. Okay. I know we, we kind of talked a little bit before the episode yeah. about your love for running. Yeah. And I just kind of rolled my eyes. I don't know if you noticed it, but for me, anything more than a couple miles is maybe a warm up is, is pretty intense. Uh, but that, that's kind of my passion for, for weightlifting. I think it's a, it's a great stress relief for me. So if I have a rough day or I just want to, you know, tune everything out for an hour or two, go into the gym and, and lifting some weights is a good way to do it. And I think missing out from competition um, after getting done playing baseball in college, I wanted 
some way to push myself, some sort of challenge. Um, coaching was nice, but it wasn't quite the same. Mm-hmm. So I finally, I had a couple friends that had done bodybuilding before me and they kind of put that bug in me. You're like, hey, you're not too far off from being pretty successful. Mm-hmm. You should give it a try. So I did it once and thinking like, all right, bucket list thing, I'm gonna do it one time <laughs> and then just be done with it. And I, I quickly fell in love with it. Um, yeah. The competition itself was great, but honestly what I tell people, it's just that daily challenge of you know telling a friend that, Hey, I'd love to meet up with you from pizza, but I can't do it right now. I have like a bigger goal in mind and, um, you know, trying to just make sure that I'm grinding out every single day and trying to be the best that I can. And, and that's really what I love the most. And then the pizza will still be there when you get done. And it, it I swear it tastes even better after, uh, after maybe a 10 or 12 week uh, diet like that. But yeah, yeah it, it's something that I know there aren't too many teachers. I think I've only met one other teacher in my competition. So mm-hmm. Um, I don't know anyone else out there that's listening. Um, if that's something that sounds like you might be interested in, let me know because I'd love to get some more some more educators in the mix. Yeah, well, that's good. Thanks for expanding on that because just like uh, these two young ladies, I think probably everyone has maybe what they think uh, is associated with their activity. So people think they know what roller derby is. Maybe they think they know what trap shooting is, and then there's lots of different aspects. Which again, uh, bodybuilding. Maybe some people think they know what it's about. Sure. So uh, definitely putting some context to there about things that maybe uh, we didn't we wouldn't think about is good um, and then how, what how do you keep up with that so tell us a little like obviously you don't do that during work we don't have right. a gym yeah. here you can't just <laughs> pop down and uh, and keep up with it on your plan period so what does that look like outside of, well, of work first and foremost and I already gave her one shout out but I definitely need to give another one because when I'm training for a competition it is very time consuming um, so between just meal prep. Um, I try to take care of as much of that as I can on the weekends, but um, preparing my food so I can just have it in Tupperwares in the fridge, ready to heat up and go is really important. That takes time. And just a little bit of extra time at the gym. Um, I, I typically would already be at the gym probably five or six days a week anyway, but certainly doing a little bit of extra cardio to try to um, cut back some extra fat and things like that, it, it requires my wife to step up. So Steph, again, if you're listening, you do an amazing job because without her, there's no way I'd be able to do it taking care of a son. But yeah, I think it just depends on where you're starting. So for me, um, I probably, I eat relatively clean year round, but I certainly stray away from the diet. Um, so that's the biggest difference is training for it, trying to um, essentially drop anywhere from 25 to 30 pounds. That sounds like a lot. It's a lot of water weight um, at the very end, trying to just lean out and dry out being on stage. But yeah, I'll go over the course of 10 weeks. It wouldn't be crazy for me to lose 30 pounds. And it's just really trying to eat as clean as I can. And um, again, yeah, the time of it, I'm probably in the gym, I would say maybe two hours, probably five days a week. And then another day, it's maybe a little bit lighter, but still about an hour. So a lot of time in the gym, but what I found as crazy as it sounds, um, I almost feel like I'm so focused on that, that everything else, it becomes a priority to really plan out my day. So I feel like I'm so much more efficient with my day. Whereas um, I almost feel like when I'm out of season and not really competing, I just have a lot of time where I'm aimlessly kind of scrolling through Twitter or just watching TV and not really being productive. So as crazy as it sounds, I almost swear that I'm more productive when I'm competing than when I'm just out and about doing my normal thing. Yeah. So obviously it sounds like you enjoy it. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. You certainly, like. I'm sure like shooting, waking up early and and do traveling and then with roller derby, if you're not enjoying it, you're not going to have fun. You're not going to get much out of it. So that would be step one. It would have to be something you're going to enjoy for sure. Yeah, exactly. Well, thanks for sharing that yeah, with us. Any, anything else you think people should know about that? Gosh, like I said, if, if there's anyone out there that even if you don't want to necessarily see yourself even going on stage, I, I think um, right now we live in such a stressful time where um, 
I don't know, mental health is so important. Mm-hmm. And I really think there's a huge connection between your mental and physical health. So, you know, just even finding a workout routine, even if it's not anything that's going to have you be ready to compete in a bodybuilding stage, mm-hmm. just being active. Um, I know that sometimes the gym can be kind of an intimidating, scary place, but like both students mentioned, I think it's, it really is a truly supportive community um, that I think most people that are that into their fitness, they're like you said, they, we're doing it because we care about it and it's a passion of ours. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes that person that might seem really intimidating and the one you don't want to talk to, um, they're the one that would appreciate it the most because you're probably recognizing that they've made some progress. And I think most of us would certainly want to share our knowledge with you. So if there's anyone listening, if you know me, even if you don't know me, send me an email. I'll be happy to give you some tips and pointers. Actually, I work out just down the road at the Edge Fitness. So we'll give a, we'll give a little plug to the Edge. Uh, it's a good gym. So um, I'd be happy to help facilitate anyone else in their, their health needs. All right. Well, well said. Um, and uh, we'll kind of wrap up this episode of Afton Unplugged. And if anyone ever has any questions, comments, or feedback, uh, feel free to message us at info, I-N-F-O, at aftonschools.net. And Olivia, Maria, Mr. McCarthy, thanks for joining us on this episode. Yeah. Thank thanks you. for having us. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Afton Unplugged, a podcast by the Afton School District that highlights the people and stories that make the district great. In the Afton School District, education is the most important thing we do. We'll see you out there.